Sarah, grab me a beer. Alright everybody, welcome back to episode 8 now, 8 yeah. of uh, Grab Me A Beer podcast. If you didn't hear by the intro, Clay's back. We got him back from the bear. How does it feel to be back out of that prick's clutches? He's terrible at bribes. Yeah, so the uh, we decided that we were just going to do a swap deal for Clay. We'd just give him Tyler. Bear didn't want Tyler. What the bear wanted, actually, instead of money, because we weren't going to pay him, uh, is he decided to just give us all of Tyler's friends, and now they're all at our house, and it's uh, been a nightmare. We are so currently no film, uh, recording this in, in my bedroom, bedroom. <laughs> on the floor, because downstairs Our is just a hot zone for... overrun. Oh, God, yeah, it's a nightmare. The dogs now It'd upstairs, It'd be an editing too. nightmare to it's, uh, cut yeah. and silence this all This is for noise. your ears' pleasure. We're having a whale of a time over here at the Grab Me a Pod... Uh, Grab me a podcast house. <laughs> if you hey, can't grab tell, me a podcast. If you can't tell, ladies and gentlemen, I am in shambles. <laughs> it's been a long week. So, what are you guys drinking? All right, I've got High Low Indian Pale Ale from Cigar City Brewing. I'm drinking Pipe Works Brewing Ninjas vs. Unicorns Double IPA. I love this can. The can's wicked. Yeah, it's that's. One of the weirdest cans I've ever seen, but that makes it good. Ninjas always win. I don't know. You ever seen a unicorn? You ever seen a ninja? I am a ninja. <laughs> well, you're not a ninja now because I see you. Well, I'm not. In, you know, I'm not in, in the zone right now. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm drinking uh, Sweetwater's Hazy IPA. I uh, was kind of shorthanded, so fun fact: we were going to record yesterday. Um, if you're listening, those dates are irrelevant to you. But we were going to record yesterday. <laughs> but there was a really bad storm that passed through where we are. And there were tornado warnings at uh, our lovely producer's house. So she was not making the trek down to our house to record. So yeah, I went on a... short notice yesterday to get a beer. And turns out, great choice. Sweetwater we, Hazy is phenomenal. We'd rather battle uh, rowdy friends than... Mother Nature, because yeah, Mother yeah. Nature, Mother Nature usually <laughs> wins. I don't have the photo, but my dad, somebody that he knows, took a picture, and you can see a funnel cloud over my exit. We also, <laughs> we also want to say, um, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody that was in uh, Southwest Georgia. I believe is like Noonan. Yeah, Noonan got hit. Cedartown and Rockmart got hit too. So, and, you know, anybody that was affected by the storms, I haven't personally heard of anybody that was even any killed. Alabama. There were, I think, five deaths as of last mm. night in Alabama. And I yeah, think Alabama there was one in Georgia. I do know, and this is Jesus kind of a wild piece. story. Um, you know, while I was at work one of the, in one of the meetings, it was like a friend of a friend of somebody that we work with. Her grandmother was trapped in her house. Like, she was alive. She was fine because she had her cell phone and just made, like, phone calls. Like, hey, I'm kind of stuck in here. Get a crane. Get me out. But they literally had to, like, bring a crane to come get her out of her house. But she brought her cell phone. And, I mean, she was fine. She was moving, from what I understand. She was fully functioning. No no injuries, no nothing. Just couldn't get out. Stuck, yeah. Yeah, they uh, just came out. They just did the survey of the damage. And they said that it was an EF4 tornado that ripped through Noonan. And I think they said wind speeds, the highest wind speeds recorded in the area were 150 to 170 miles an hour. So they absolutely just it just absolutely <coughs> tore through that town. It yeah. wasn't on the ground very long, but the time it was, it, it the damage was significant. And I'm drinking uh, New Realms Hazy Like a Fox. There was a there was a tornado on the ground in Alabama, and it went like 90 miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on it the was ground. it was touch and go for over 90 miles from Tuscaloosa past Birmingham. That's Jeez. insane. Yeah, and Alabama's gotten hit hard this like storm season so it's, it's, it's only been over. two weeks yeah it's not even over no. i mean they're expecting more this yeah. week yeah yeah it's crazy don't live in the south during storm season it's not fun just move somewhere else during march and april yeah not the midwest that's also bad yeah midwest gets hammered go to texas was weird i'm gonna be completely honest yeah so i guess uh time to reveal you know where you were instead of actually in the clutches of a bear I was in Texas for Texas 2K 
drag racing. Um, legal, legal drag yeah, racing. Yeah, uh, uh, Houston Raceway Park. Um, they hold, they hold it. Holy brain! They hold it every year, um, and it's the baddest of the bad street cars, drag race cars, um, whole bunch of Lambos, GTRs, um, Audi R8s, twin turbo kids. Superpowers. Yeah, actually, a lot of Subarus that are very dumb fast. fast. Yeah, very fast. Um, there was a Subaru Forester that had an STI swapped motor and transmission lowered, and his license plate was boobies. B O O B E E S. Boobies. So basically, did they just did they just do like did they have just different classes of cars and they just time trials it? So they'll have different classes. So they'll have, like, a roll racing class, and then within that roll racing class, they'll have, like, champion, elite, like, super, like, super, um, and then they'll have, for drag racing, they kind of do the same thing. They'll have, like, a 2JZ <laughs> class, so Supras, or a 2JZ swap car, um, they have a stick shift class. They have um, a streetcar class, which most of our cars were in. So you have to have a full interior. Um, it has to be licensed, registered, registered yeah, and line. insured, um, which I think is kind of cool. Pretty um, good turnout for that event, too, wasn't it? Yeah, if the, I stands saw looked, correctly. the stands looked pretty packed. They had 15,000 people on Saturday. That's, Jeez, that's good. So that's the same turnout as an NHRA event. Uh, Texas was wide open. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so, most of our cars were in the uh, streetcar class. There were 150 cars in that class. Jesus. And so they had to divide it up into, like, a subset of four different classes. They had, like, heavyweight... So a whole bunch of uh, Jeep Cherokee Trackhawks. Big fatties, yeah. Running nine seconds. Good God. Um, yeah, and then a whole bunch of other uh, cars. Um, you guys did pretty well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But with, they also have an exhibition class. And that class is open to anyone and everyone. You don't race per someone. You you basically just make a pass. It's like time trials. You just to see or, how your like personal is. bests. Yeah, you just see how your rig... Your that's like, I mean, it's like it's literally just time trials. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you get some like you know. Well, I mean, you get in front of some people and you can show yeah. off your stuff. Or like, yeah, not I mean, not to spoil, but like I know one of the Vengeance cars like set a world record in the exhibition mm-hmm. like pass, right? Like he was just doing an exhibition pass, mm-hmm. and, and he wasn't racing anybody, but he set the world record for that yep. type of car. Um, so I mean, so, there's definitely still something <clears throat> on the line. Yeah. So that was our uh, twin turbo LSX C7 Corvette, full interior, um, everything. Street legal. Yeah. Street legal. But shouldn't be driven on the street. But but people are having a heyday on the internet oh, saying God, it's yeah. not a real C7 because it has an LS LS motor, not an LT motor. For non-car people, the LT motors, which came in the Corvette. C7, the LS is the older model. Um, so it's just a bunch of people trying to invalidate something because they didn't do it right. Like if, basically, yes. If another shop and it was had another... set the record in that car, it'd have been like, oh yeah, it's world record, and you know. But another the second record. the second that you guys set it in that car, they're trying to find any way to invalidate yeah. it because they didn't do it. Then... It's just petty. Oh, yeah, all you ten- think you technicalities. You think you escape pettiness when you're when you get older? No, you just find different, new, innovative ways to be petty. <laughs> exactly. Expensive, innovative um, yeah. ways to be petty. And then one of our clients um, came in second place in the streetcar class. Which I'm super proud of him because he's he's not really a drag racer. I mean, no, he's not. He's he's just like kind of learning. You know reaction times and and how but, to launch correctly and all those. But he's things. been do- he's been doing it for a couple of years now, but the car's been just passed after pass after pass, eight five eight five eight five just super consistent. Yeah. and um, came in second. The dude that he raced was sandbagging the entire time. Well, he I, if I looked at the numbers correctly, he could have beaten him, but his reaction time was uh no. 
the guy that beat Mason, him, well, the guy that beat him, ran an eight four. All of his other passes were eight sixes and eight sevens. Yeah, but his reaction time, uh, your your client's reaction time was point two to the other dude's point oh four. Yeah, you I mean, you you narrow that down some, and that's a much closer. I mean, if he if his reaction time was a point oh four, if both of them was, yeah, your client would have won. But, but I'm still, you know, that's part I mean, of racing's racing. That's part of the nature of the game, man. Reaction time is everything. Mm-hmm. The second that light goes green, you have to just yeah hammer it and go. And I mean, but, you've um, got to be as quick to perfect as possible. And that's why you see a lot of red lights. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, a red light is when you go before your light turns green. You're not allowed to leave the line until your light turns green. If you go before that, you get red lit, which means your pass is invalidated. And you actually don't get a ton, no matter if you make that pass or not. Yeah, it's completely um, invalidated. And our twin turbo Viper, our V10 Viper, has beat his personal best of a 7.14 seconds and a quarter to a 7.06 seconds. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those also that are unaware, um, Clay posted a TikTok of the pass and us being moronic friends that we are, we all decided to just comment cool on his TikTok. And his TikTok actually did pretty well. I mean, considering it was his first one, it got like 300 likes, 30 comments, but every comment, even people... <laughs> even all, all of the comments, cool, cool. Even, yeah, even cool. people that we don't know. It's just cool. <laughs> you guys just started a train. <laughs> yeah, and I'm oh, at wow. work. Ding. New <laughs> comment. What is it? Cool. And then there's one... Out of all of the cools, one dude goes, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) I like the one guy that tried to be elaborate with it. He was like, dude, this is very cool. How are you this cool? And I was like, God, just say cool, keep it moving. Well, I'm, That's like I'm, one of the best things about I'm the internet. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm actually friends with that kid. Yeah, they'll catch on. Yeah, they'll catch on. But, uh, but it was names. it was hysterical because it's like a bunch of people that we have no idea who they are and they all just like picked up on the same stupid joke. It's, it was awesome, but, but uh, it was it was really cool. Um, I didn't get to go, unfortunately, you know, big boy job and, and that. And my big boy job's not as fun as your big boy job. So uh, that's actually not true. I love my job, but I don't get to race cars. But, yeah, it looked like it was a really awesome and well-done event as And a usual. good experience. So didn't hear a lot about the illegal side, which is good. That's usually, yeah, so, I mean, you know, they have the legal event, but then... You get a bunch of people in a in a state in an area with really fast cars. Yeah. The debauchery is over, and they're not done racing. Yeah, debauchery is going to happen. Keep and racing. Everyone in their back of their minds like, let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, type of thing. But um, I didn't hear too much about it, which is probably a good sign. Hopefully, you don't hear about it before, but you hear the stories after. Yeah. The next day when we get to the track, do you hear this? Do you hear this? Do you hear this? I mean, of course, no pictures, no videos, which, Standard. good on you. Yeah. But I mean. Yeah, that's the one thing I appreciated about y'all's stance. I remember you and I were talking about it during the week. Your boss, like the CEO of Vengeance, was like, yeah, we're not doing any of the legal stuff. We're any of the elite. illegal stuff y'all aren't going to participate in that you don't want your name associated with anything like that you guys are above that and you said it best too it's like yeah i mean we could and every you know roll the dice but i don't really feel like getting arrested yeah so and not just that um a lot of our clientele are very like high up in their companies and they don't want that negative press on them yeah, and, and I mean, very, like, you know, there is something to be said about legally racing your cars and, like, being able to enjoy the sport and, like, doing things the right way. Like, it's fun. Racing is fine if you're doing it the right way. But when you're racing on streets where, you know, somebody could get hurt or you could crash into somebody that's just an innocent bystander. in her minivan going 40. Yeah. And some Fast and Furious types. Yeah, and listen, awesome. I, you know me, I drive a sports car. I love to go fast. I do not do it on, on roads because, you know, what if I make a mistake, right? And that mistake costs somebody and else. And Atlanta, Atlanta has had a huge influx of illegal street racing all oh, over yeah. around the city. Oh, to the been. point where they've just increased patrols to shut down those events. Because they'll shut down 
uh, major highways. They'll shut down eight-lane yeah. highways yeah. Got, through got, the heart of the city. I got pulled over the other day, actually, on my way back from the store. I was doing 45 and a 40. And he pulls me over, and he's like, you know why I pulled you over? And I went, to be honest with you, I have no clue. And he's like, you were going, you were going kind of fast. And I'm like, kind of, kind of fast. You were five <laughs> over. 45. There's like an unwritten rule, quote-unquote, that seven to ten over is their, like, buffer. Yeah. He didn't give me a ticket, didn't give me a warning or anything. He ended up just spending more time, like, asking me about the car and stuff like that because he was a car guy. But I'm just like, really? Like... That was just his excuse. I'm getting pulled over. About the car. No, but I've had it happen where cops will pull me over and literally just be like, hey, man, you didn't do anything wrong. I just wanted to, you know, see if you had a minute to talk about the car. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm freaking out. I need to change pants, you know, like, the whole nine. But this guy legitimately was like, yeah, you were going too fast. And I'm like, too fast? Did you not see the Durango blow by at 70? Yeah. <laughs> you pulled me over? Okay. It's because it's loud. Yeah, that's that's it the big thing too. Eye. Loud is loud. A big spoiler. It, I I'm a target. I know I am, and I knew it when I bought the car, and I'm okay with that because, like I said, most time they pull me over and they're just like, "Dude, car is sick. You got time to talk about it?" I mean, I've been stopped at gas stations. I got surrounded at one by four sheriffs. They literally blocked me in, <laughs> and they just got out to talk about the car, and then they were like, "Man, well, we appreciate it. You know, you have a good day," and left. And I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you." Like it, it's freaky because. I mean, I, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but I've had some bad luck with, you know, police officers. And I don't want it to seem like I don't like police. I love what they do when they're doing, you know, what they should be for the community. But I had a 1994 Ford Ranger one time. And uh, it was my first vehicle. Just got it painted black. Uh, it was originally seafoam green, rusty, like the whole nine. It was bad. And I'm on my way to class. I have a test that I'm trying to make it to. Not going too fast, doing everything the right way. I had plenty of time. Guy pulls me over for an illegal left turn because I turned into the outer lane instead of the inner lane when I had to make an immediate right. So it's like, okay, you want me to turn into the outer or the inner lane and then jump across two lanes to go right. Like, that makes no sense, right? Well, they pull me over, immediately pull me out of the truck, handcuff me, throw me to the side of the road, and just start going through my truck. And I'm like, can, can I ask what the hell's going on? And they were like... You're under arrest for stealing this vehicle. I'm like, excuse me? All the paperwork's in the glove box if you want to take a look. He's like, no. We know it's not real. I'm like, what? And they're like, the registration says it's green. This truck's clearly black. It's bullshit. I'm like, I just got it painted. I literally just got it from the shop today. The receipt, all the paperwork's in the glove box. They didn't have anything to do with it. A heat unit pulled up. It was like, son, why are you on the side of the road? I'm like, well, they think I've stolen my own vehicle. He's like, do you have paperwork to prove that it's here? And I went, yep, it's in the glove box. He went to the glove box, came back, uncuffed uh, me, and told both of the guys that it, like, absolutely destroyed my truck to put everything back in. But, I mean, they broke a bunch of shit. Like, it was it was terrible. Terrible. I, I, so, like, any time a cop is anywhere near me, the I could call them because I'm in trouble. And I will still be terrified because of that oh, experience. Like, yeah. it's it's... I just, yeah. Yep. The other thing I do want to talk about, though, um, you know how, you know, they say that, like, you're not old at 25? Bullshit. I feel old. I'm in a chronic state of just being tired and somewhat in pain every single day. Well, so, so it's, (laughs) so it's our, I guess, if you want to call him this, our social media director, Tyler's birthday this weekend. He doesn't really do anything. He doesn't do anything. But we love him, so we give him something. Um, We kind of love him. He's turning 25. And I told him, I said, Tyler, guess what? On the day of your birthday, you are going to wake up and your knees are going to hurt. Because it just happens. My knees hurt. At 25 years old, I don't know what happened, but my back sucks. My knees are bad. Like, I get it in the grand scheme of things. Sure, my grandmother's 91. I'm 25. Like, I'm not old, but I don't want to hear this, you're not getting old malarkey, because I feel old. I'll reveal my age. I'm going to be 27 this year, and I was taking a shower not 20, 30 minutes ago before we started recording, I'm standing in the shower and I'm like, man, my knee, my legs are, I need to lean down. Yeah. Showering every single day. It's a daily activity. I'm like, man, I am exhausted right now. I'm sure, I'm sure you can like, 
like back me up on this, but like working out nowadays. I remember working out when I was in like high school, and oh, the next yeah. day I'm like five k. Let's go do whatever. Like I feel fine. I work out now, and like I can't use that part of my body for two days. I worked out my chest on Monday of this week, and I didn't feel like I didn't stop feeling it in my chest until Thursday. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like it was well, that's, brutal. That's also like um, lack of continuous like work working out. Also, I've been working like, out so. constantly for three months now. I'm just fucking old. There's yeah. no way around <laughs> it. Yeah. It I'm sneaks gonna, up on you. I tell listen, you, you, you might say on I'm only 25, but I've got the body of a 40 year old man and the face of a 12 year old boy. Okay, <laughs> it's I'm in shambles. Yeah. Over if here. I'm if I fall, I'm 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 down. Sarah's, Sarah's I, I, I need to help up. I need life alert. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah, you got another year and a half. I'll be 25 in less than four months. Trust, just trust me. I already, already hurt. hurt. Yeah. I'm yeah. Three, <laughs> I don't. I mean, she did, like, I'll never forget when, uh, you know, me and my ex-girlfriend broke up and y'all came over to the apartment. Sarah beat you there. And the first thing that she started doing was, like, Weird, like hip flexor stretches. No, no, no. And I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, S- what? What is happening right now in my apartment? I injured my hip shortly before that, like a week or two before that, and it still bothers me today. Did you step off a curb the wrong way? Because that's usually how it goes. No, I was. No, it's. it's I was on a, I was on a less, job site. It's less dramatic. Yeah, I was on a job site in South Carolina, like real close to the the coast and everything down there is just like marsh and it had been raining for days and i'm in my big clunky waterproof i was only wearing them because they were waterproof steel-toed boots walking through like six seven inches of mud all day for like three days and at some point during that after multiple occurrences of yanking my feet out of deep deep sticky mud I am pretty sure I tore something in my hip. And let me guess, you've not gotten it checked out. I did. Oh. I went. Well, that's improvement. Because I forced her to. Well. Hey, high five. No, because I looked and it was like, all right, you know, the only, you should only go have it looked if it doesn't get better within like three months. I waited three months, went and got it checked. They're like, oh, it's just dancer's hip. Like where the tendons rub together and get inflamed. Oh, uh, kind of like tendonitis. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, well, I had my doctor's appointment at like 8.30 in the morning. I haven't been on it today. It's not swollen right now because I haven't been on it. It's fresh from sleeping all night. It's not swollen. I can't pinpoint exactly where it hurts. Give me two hours and I can tell you exactly where the pain's coming from. And they're like, no, it's just dancer's hip. You can go do a little bit of physical therapy if you want to like strengthen those muscles and see if that helps i did that for about two weeks and then COVID hit so not much physical therapy yeah i've uh yeah since since turning to like 25 oh man the ailments just sneak up on you and when i'm gonna be 30 in three years i guarantee you like they're gonna give me AARP in the mail. <laughs> I'm gonna get like. I mean, every all year these. they're they're sending it out yeah. earlier and earlier. <laughs> but man, I I tell you what, it's just yeah, and and I know the hip yeah. pain, but mine is nerve. Like the sciatic just gets going, and it just shoots right down the tips of my toes, and I'm just like, I have a oh knot. my god, I've had a knot for a year and three months now. This happened in January of 2020. And there's a nickel-sized knot on my hip. Yeah, you can I, just feel it. Uh, that's not good. And it won't know. go away. Another thing. So that's about, why I'm yeah. pretty sure I tore something. Absolutely. Because if it was, you know, inflamed tendons, when they're not inflamed, that would go away. But it's there all the time. Yeah, my my big issue is my neck more than anything. Oh yeah, my <laughs> neck is killing me too, well, especially see, sitting at a desk all day. Well, and it just I, you, weighs know, I, on you know me, I don't really have to sit at my desk all day. Like I, I'm, I, you know, I obviously work and there are definitely times where I'm like nonstop. Like today I was just at my desk all day. Like I was kind of floating back and forth between a couple of things, but I didn't leave my desk because right. we were in a constant state of like 
waiting and then we started working and then something came up and then we got you know the whole nine but i like i don't know what it is about my neck but something has gone wrong and i want to say it was that car accident i was in when i got rear-ended but i'm not 100 percent certain on that either that or running through the freaking kitchen well, but but see that's that was my point right there is no excuse for me to just take a run into my kitchen from the living room and pull a muscle in Less my neck than to 10 the, feet <laughs> A pull a muscle in my neck to the point where I couldn't move it for three to four days. Yeah, I've had excruciating and neck since, pain too, man. Excruciating since neck pain. I have re-pulled that muscle in my neck like four or five times. Never that bad. I don't know what the hell happened that day. <laughs> but yeah, I had, like, we went rock climbing and I pulled it again and then played golf the next day. Best round I'd ever shot, but like I couldn't look in the direction I needed to. That was probably the biggest thing keep my head down on the ball because I can't move my head anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. better by it's injury. it's rough out yeah. here. It's rough out here for for these mid twenty year olds, man. It's I, crazy. It's, man, it's, it's that Georgia I, water, dude. Yeah, I'm something now like it's the heat, the humidity, it just weighs on you and just Cody Cody especially, but like I'm right there behind him because I'll be twenty six this year. I am not looking for thirty. I'm no. not looking forward to it at all. My dad's turning sixty this year. And he's honestly in some of the best shape he's ever been. And I'm like, do I have to wait for 60 to feel good again? Like, <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? I feel like at that point you just get used to it and you don't even notice it anymore. True. I wake up uh, 7.30 every morning during the week. And I'm like, go. I get going at work, you know, until about 10.30. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm ready for bed. Like, this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is about as much as I want to do today. And I just, it sucks. And I, we're supposed to be in our peak shape and i'm just like man i we're all just lounging on the on the on the floor sprawled out as we're recording it. yeah. it's just like trying to power through well, like my kind of test of this like having physical or like physical labor jobs yeah you jobs. you especially you're constantly lifting heavy shit moving around and Listen, stuff dude i'm i'm moving like heavy shit like fenders three like a story up like climbing like shelves to put them on top of stuff yeah we were the same way with doors we'd have to go up to like the top shelf to grab a 170 pound wooden solid corridor and then i'm five seven right this damn thing is six eight minimum (laughs) some of the doors that we move in that shop are nine foot they're huge compared to me like but the thing is is when i was doing that constantly i was you know 18 to 22 when I was really heavily like moving and then doors, the and, just, like, and then you got anchored hands. to the desk, and it all went down. Well, I didn't get anchored to the desk. Um, I was more or less just like overview, yeah. and I did a lot of welding and stuff too for a while. But um, when I was like eighteen to twenty one, doing it, I like I'd go home and I'd be like, "All right, cool, we go into the pool, or I'm gonna go do parkour with like you know some of our friends, or just a bunch of random like physical activity," and I like always felt fine nowadays like i went to help in the shop for a couple of days and after that day i came home and i was like i'm not moving I remember that. from my bed you came in and you're just like <sighs> yeah yeah and i didn't really have to do i didn't do nearly as much as i did when i was just like a shop hand because they brought me into the management role to help out because some people were out and hurt and stuff i wasn't you know lifting ridiculously heavy amounts and i'm i would say i'm a lot stronger than i used to be so it's like the weight's not the issue. It's just the fact that it's physical labor again, man. Like, it's, I, I get worn out. It's crazy how quickly it, it, it goes it, away. Like, I did, you know, me and you, when we were younger, we did, you know, karate, taekwondo. So we're constant every day, oh, yeah. just flexible and straight and, you know, working out and stuff. And then, boy, it just goes away like yeah. that. I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, like, going back to the uh, Texas 2K thing. Working an event out in the sun. That Texas heat. <laughs> in Texas. Oh, yeah. yeah. So on a track. So so Texas and Georgia weather are very similar. Like that heavy like, heat. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very similar, but it's just a little hotter. Still, like same humidity and everything. No, I would have thought Texas would have been drier heat. No. Not well, Houston. Area. Well, it's... well, in the area that I was at, Bay, uh, Baytown, um, it's right by the coast. 
So you get that coastal breeze. Houston, yeah, area no, so, is not far enough inland to yeah. get dry. So it was like, I'll tell you right now, like in the mornings, it was forty degrees. Oh, uh, that would be brilliant. No, it kind of sucked. I'm being completely honest because I'm preparing for hot, so I'm in shorts and a hoodie, and it's just windy. So I'm like constantly cold, and then from like noon until three. It's like 75, 80 degrees, so I'm hot again, so I take off my hoodie. We've gotten this. Give me, give me 55 like, mornings to, to max 80, like, peak afternoons. With a little breeze. And I am in paradise. you got to have a little breeze. Well, um, like a two-mile-an-hour. Yeah, well, just a subtle... No, I'm th- I, I need 20s. Right when 20-mile-an-hour <laughs> winds gush me off my feet. Well, right when we got to Texas, that storm that rolled through Alabama hit Houston, so, like, it poured when we got there and then the rest of the day or the rest of the week was like sunny but that day after was 32 degrees in the morning in that cold front in mm-hmm. 40 degrees at peak sun jesus wept dude perfect racing weather oh, but yeah. other, other than that like it got up to like i think saturday was like 80 degrees which was Awesome. Yeah, but it wore you out, didn't it? Yeah. Georgia's getting a sneak peek of that humidity right now with the storms rolling through. I was at I was out getting it ice was, cream. It was 80, to, 80 today when I was yeah, it's, way over it's going to be 81 the following day after you know this recording. But I was out and about last night with um, my girlfriend. We we're getting ice cream and stuff. And I looked at her. I was like, man. And I was wearing a rain jacket because it had been raining all day. And I look at her, I was like, they need to make short sleeve rain jackets because I am sweating. <laughs> yeah, and I had to take it off. I was like, I'll get wet because it's freaking, the humidity just sneaks up on you. And you can't you can't prepare for it because it's cool in the morning. And you're like, all right, it's be fine. And then by, you know, 2, 3 o'clock, it's like 10 plus pounds just weighing down on you. And you're like, shit. You know what else is brutal, Cody? Mm. Staying the night. In a haunted hotel. You fucking stole my game. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Cody has been sitting on a transition for this. We're transitioning into Hellish Hops. It is the end of the month. But Cody has been sitting on a transition for that. He tried earlier. I'm sure it's going to get cut. But clip it and ship it. Yeah. It'll be on socials because it's really funny. But, I mean, you transitioned it like 10 minutes into yeah, recording. I, know, I thought we were like, <laughs> like, bam, I'm in there. <laughs> no, all of us are like, bro. We just it started. It was 19 talking. minutes in. We're like, it's a little. It's like, come on, guys, give me it. Give me it. I can't it was, transition. It was come a fire on. transition. It was a great transition. It was like, just I wanted it. <laughs> but yeah, hellish hop. Sarah, take it away. We're gonna try and you know goof you out of knowing what you're reading again. <laughs> Part two. Yep. This is James Dean's car. No. No. We already did that. Jimmy Dean's car. The sausage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sausage Start your morning off right. <laughs> With a haunted biscuit. <laughs> Don't eat that one. I wonder if there's <laughs> ever been a haunted biscuit. Oh, boy. Let's let's do that story then. <laughs> if I can find that, I will definitely cover it. Sarah's Google feed. Haunted biscuit. <laughs> Scary biscuit. Haunted sausage. <laughs> I think it's worth I would not Google that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I just thought about what you said, and yeah, I no, that is glossing over the haunted sausage. Not something that hey. will appear in my Google search history. It sounds like something on a different website. Yeah. All right, Sarah, take All it away. All right. So, uh, episode two of Hellish Hops, segment two. I'm covering the Marshall House. Ooh, scary! I'm already scared. Cody's Clay, gonna you're love gonna need to change your pants when you're done. That's not scary. A little scary, bitch. It's not scary. I promise. Ah! Oh, wait. You didn't. Clay gets scared by his own shadow. Listeners, don't let him fully. Where? Where That's why we could talk about all the scary stuff in the first ones, because Clay wasn't here. Yeah, facts. (laughs) We got it out of our system. No, 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 when we did, did, like, our our Haunted Stories podcast, not the Hellish Hops, it was the one after that, when you you got locked out of your house because of Barry, your car. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fuck that bear, dude. Damn bears. His name is probably Craig. Keith. Well, you've been with him long enough. Why don't you get his name, phone number, take him out to dinner? Don't don't act like you're going to be the best man. You should poke him on Facebook. (laughs) Don't poke the bear. (laughs) (laughs) That was a slow burn. Sarah picked up on it, though. 
I knew exactly what it, up on I it. knew it exactly what it was when you said Scary it, and guys. I I have uh, genuinely been never like <sighs> rephrasing. Start over. I've genuinely never been more disappointed than you. I know. I but I am now but but dad jokes yeah. coming with the age. Yeah. I'm now more disappointed in myself because I cannot speak today. Cody's over I'm here. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Cody's it's over it's here. all <laughs> gone. It's mush up there. Cody's over here, bad knees and dad jokes. He's like, yeah, I'm I got to stand it. up and get him flexible. That's why I'm doing this. Well, no, like, you know, I, I will say one more thing about like the old part, and then we'll like let Sarah take away because we suck at letting that happen, but. You know, people that are, like, older, maybe in their 50s or whatever, are always like, you're not getting old. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I feel worse than you do. (laughs) Take three. All right. So let me transport you back to the 16th century. Savannah is founded. (laughs) Sarah's like, let me just rub this in even more. (laughs) Hey, listen. This this lady that I'm going to talk about, she's going to make you feel very young. Alright. Ain't all the help I can get. <laughs> Savannah is the oldest city in Georgia. Established around 1733. <laughs> Cody's loving this. Shout out to the 912, baby. Let's go. So, approximately 118 years after the founding of Savannah, a woman known as Mary Marshall builds the Marshall House in 1851. Mary Marshall got the land she built the house on from her father, who was a French cabinet maker. He left it to her. And this is where you're going to feel young, Mike. Mary Marshall was born in the last year of the Revolutionary War and died at age 93 during the final stages of Reconstruction. Can you imagine being alive during that time? The time between the the Revolutionary War and the years after the ending of the Civil War. Like, I always thought that was a really large gap in time. She died at 93. I mean, 93 is a pretty large gap in time. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a great... But I figured it was, like, you know, at least 100, 120 years. Yeah, to be alive for both of those is pretty astounding. But but the fact that, you know, not to go off on a tangent, though, but, like, the life expectancy back yeah, then. Yeah, she lived a lot. Like, it's like 30 or something. something. The she life expectancy is going down. I'm yeah. fully convinced. But I'm not she, to 50. she surpassed that damn near triple because it was only like 35, 40 or something yeah. like that. Because uh, they didn't have like modern medicine. No. Yeah. Wow. I mean, That's as long a, as you can avoid like anthrax, the plague. The yellow fever. Yeah, yellow the fever. Flu, yeah, the ravaged Savannah yeah. twice during her lifetime. Yeah. That's impressive. Small box. <laughs> that was eradicated in like the 60s. Right, what? You said smallpox? Yeah, yeah. Small, oh. smallpox. I was so it. confused as what you were talking about. Smallpox. Like, Alright, and scene. And scene. <laughs> Take 432. <laughs> Alright. Segments go brilliantly. So, uh, Mary was considered very successful. And uh, I guess Savannah was a pretty progressive place. For the 1800s, she was doing well. She had multiple businesses, lots of money. She was running them Savannah streets. Mary Marshall, my woman. I thought she said she was considered very sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what she... She was not a very attractive woman. Sexy. Everybody is beautiful in their own right. I mean, I'm sure she was beautiful for the 1800s. (laughs) Did you Google her? Yeah. Oh, heavily fired. That's not even the photo I saw, but... Just continue, please. Take 6,000. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to give you a, a brief little timeline of the hotel. Opens 1851. In 1864, the hotel is occupied by the Union troops, and it's turned into a hospital until the end of the Civil War. That's pretty common back then. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. common. Um, a very large building. Yeah. Downtown Savannah. Lots of rooms. It was a good, good place for a hospital. It was also a hospital for two yellow fever epidemics. Oof. Yeah, I'll do it. And scene. And, uh, (laughs) so then in 1880, this is, I thought this was hilarious. The adjoining building known as Florida House was annexed into the Marshall House. (laughs) Not Florida, Florida, Man. 
Florida, Florida house. Always on that bullshit. <laughs> Florida is always on some Back bullshit. in that day, they were on that bullshit. In 1880. That's probably what started yeah. Florida Man. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, this is where the haunting began. Yeah. Is you just introduced Florida to anything. In, into to anything. The, into, yeah. Chaos is going to happen. So, 1895, the hotel closes, reopens a few years later, fully equipped with electricity and hot and cold baths on every floor. Really moving up in the world. Oh, that's luxury. One on every floor. One on every floor. Community <laughs> bathrooms it's during like a, a yellow. It's just like a, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's like a William Taft esque bath. Just one singular bath on every floor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh God. From 1933 to 1941, the hotel changes names to the Gilbert Hotel, and while it's the Gilbert Hotel, it gets steam heating. A new lobby, a new dining room, 66 new guest rooms, and a whole bunch of other stuff that I didn't feel like reading out because it was like 30 things. A lot more upgrades. 1946, reopens again as the Marshall House, fully renovated. Part two? Yeah, well, the guy Gilbert was leasing it. Screw you, Gilbert. And he changed the name while he was leasing it, and then his lease was up, and they turned it back into the Marshall House. Gilbert's an asshole. Gilbert sucks. Like, appreciate the history, my guy. The 1930s. Oh, well, Great to then it wasn't history. Yeah. Yeah. It to was, then it's just well, 1850 yeah, to just... 1930s. Like, you know, some time's gone by. All right. Yeah, I guess. So, 1957 to 1999, there was an entire string of closing, renovations, and reopenings. And I wasn't going to get into all that. 99 is the last, last renovations that, that happened. 2001, HLC, Hotels, purchases the hotel, and that pretty much sums up the history lesson. So, HLC, you know, you're Hilton. nationwide. Yeah, I think it's Hilton. It's Hilton's Hilton. brand. They're a Savannah-based company. Yeah, they Hilton, the Hilton really Hilton. modernized it and kind yeah, of, like, brought it into the cookies was not 21st century. Yeah. yeah, 2001 was basically the last thing that happened to it was when HLC bought it. So when did it spontaneously combust? So, no. I would think it probably started with the Civil War. Yeah. That would do it. You know, yeah. being a That's Civil War not. hospital yeah. is kind of like one of the biggest check marks for hauntings. Yeah, you gotta imagine, too, a lot of people probably perished in that place. Yeah. Lots of injuries amputations. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the... The fever. It's the haunting of the two yellow fever epidemics. And then all the other debauchery that there are haunted disembodied appendages. No, not in the the Marshall House. Well, no, I'm saying is like, is there a ghost of some dude's forearm in in the Marshall House? No, there's a. That would terrify me more. I'll get into it in a minute. That would terrify me way more. I'll get into it in a minute. You'll find out. So, uh, ghosts. All right, so I didn't expect this story to really have as many turns, <laughs> little side conversations as it had. But uh, I don't know that it's all gonna get cut. They're gonna hear the cuts. <laughs> it's gonna be like choppiness. <laughs> so, if you want to know what we were talking about, we were talking about beep. <laughs> <laughs> just beep. Just a long. Just a long. Like four beep. seconds of beep. Yeah. Oh, Elevator right, music. Elevator music. Yeah. Let me try this again. Moving into the ghosts at the Marshall Hotel. Marshall House. Can you guys stop? <laughs> All I was thinking was like, start from the top. It's a wop. It's a wop. Oh my god. I need more beer. Oh god, oh, let's man. finish this up so we can go celebrate, please. So I can get hammered. And ghosts. Alright. The ghosts of the Marshall House. So, unlike most hotels, the Marshall House doesn't really try to hide their ghosts. You go on their website, they have a special link. Oh, they advertise that shit. To tell you about the ghosts. I mean, it's Savannah. People go there just for the ghosts. Some of the most common occurrences are your typical faucets turning off and on, lights flickering, electronics acting up. Apparently, toilets overflow randomly. I feel like that'd be pretty inconvenient for the housekeepers. Um, And disembodied voices. So, some specific areas to be aware of. So, Clay, make sure you never stay in these areas if you 
visit this hotel? I'm going to force him to. <laughs> the fourth floor. Nope. Just stay off the fourth floor. Third or fifth? <laughs> I don't think there is a fifth floor. The fourth floor is the top. It's not, a, it's not a very tall place. Yeah, it's, it's an old building. It's spooky views, my guys. <laughs> the spooky views. They do have balcony rooms. Nope. The balconies are gorgeous. They're beautiful. They're, very, they're gorgeous. So the fourth floor, typically what happens up there is very loud noises in the hallway in the middle of the night. Oh, that's good. Like hurt. crashing objects <laughs> and uh, wiggling doorknobs are a common occurrence. So they're, they're trying to come into your room quick. I can fix that. I'm a door guy. <laughs> I don't know if you can fix the ghost, but maybe make it the nor- doorknob a little less I'll just less cut him a deal for the bear. There we go, my guy. <laughs> Alright. Another area to be wary of is the lobby. So, Clay, you might not even want to go to this hotel at all, ever. We're not going, sir. <laughs> We're um, just going to import you into the second floor. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a ladder leading up to one of the balconies. You just go straight to the second floor. I don't think anything happens Again, on the second floor. We're not going. Well, you don't have to go with me. I'll go by myself. No. I, I, but You're going. It's impossible. Is that a boomerang? It's very yeah. hard to get a room there, though. Probably now since the pandemic started. But it's like the most, one of the most popular hotels. It's like right in downtown. Yeah, it's, it's right on everything. Coming soon, an uh, episode of the podcast will be recorded in one of the hotel rooms on the fourth floor. Clay we'll is going to be some, tied down to a chair. Some disembodied voices on the recording. This podcast sucks. <laughs> just like in the background. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the ghosts that haunt this place have even ever had the ability to comprehend what a podcast a is. Hip, Are you kidding a me? A hipster there ghost. more listens. A hipster ghost. <laughs> E-girls in cowboy boots. <laughs> All right, Spectral let's, cowboy boots. Spectral. It's ghost E-girl. All right, so back to the lobby. E-spirits are ruining my life. <laughs> Rawr. <laughs> Alright, so, back to the lobby. There's a portrait of Mary Marshall hanging behind the front desk. And, uh, apparently a little girl at one point, they were checking into the hotel, and, uh, she told her dad that she had seen the lady in the portrait in the hallway. Oh, nah, I see, I just got chills you saying that, like, no, no joke. Nah. <laughs> no, when you, when, There's I like those, like, when kids say stuff like that, you know it's real, because, oh, yeah. like, kids are brutally honest. Facts, if you hadn't been eaten by a bear, we would have had that whole conversation on the podcast, but you, you know. <laughs> so, that, that pretty much sums up the lobby. Uh, some other areas are Joel Chandler Harris's room, if you don't know who he is. He's no. the author of the Uncle Remus stories. Oh, yeah. I've heard of those, but I couldn't tell you anything about them. Again, could I, don't, heard I don't read, so I don't know him. Um, but apparently you hear typewriters, typewriter sounds coming from his room. And uh, I couldn't find a, a specific room number for that. That would be the most annoying haunting. <laughs> Just, Just a typewriter bunch of clicking. Clicking. Ching. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you ball the paper up. So, uh... A gentleman, who's described as a gentleman, I'm assuming that means he probably looks like he's from the 1800s, has been seen reading near a window. A lady in one of the bathrooms will lock the stalls on you, so she'll lock you in there. And uh, children's voices and babies crying have been heard. No, nope. We all know nope. how we feel about that. No, nope. nope. Don't deal with children ghosts. No. Nope. And uh, you can also I, hear I children playing. Children are psychotic in general, yeah. and then when they're ghosts... You see, you can't ever trust a child ghost, because a lot of the times they're, like, demons pretending yeah. to be children ghosts. They'll sneak up on you, Clay. Yeah, so don't Don't touch ever, my butt. <sighs> never trust a child ghost. And I, I think one of these children ghosts might be a demon, because the next story that I got was a young boy was playing in the bathroom, as children do. It's weird. I don't understand why they like to play in bathrooms. I'm sure we've all done it. No. Don't lie. Alright, so back to the little boy who's playing in the bathroom. He came running out of the bathroom crying, saying that the little boy that he was playing with bit him. Wait, huh? Yes, the boy who was playing in the bathroom said that the little boy he was playing with bit him. (laughs) So his mom obviously goes in the bathroom doesn't see anybody in there. There's nobody in there with her child. And then she can see a fully formed bite mark on the boy. And uh, I guess she told somebody at the front desk about this, and they're like, 
Yeah, that's a pretty common occurrence in the hotel. This is where I kind of think it's something maybe a little more than a child spirit. They tend to leave very large bruises, and they're in weird areas of the body that are hard to reach. So, like, if you got, like, a child ghost, you know, you're assuming maybe, like, five or six, you know, like, All a right. bite to the back of the neck, how is he going to reach that? You know, under the back of your arm, on your stomach or something, like, I don't really believe that's a child spirit. So, maybe Yeah, I might be with Clay on this one. I might be out. That's, that's the darkest it gets. Like, that's the worst thing. It's dark enough, I think. Why do you start with that? I didn't start with that. There was I read, the, like, the five other stories. Yeah, yeah, but that's, like, yeah. That was the only thing that was, like, oh, that's freaky. Everything else is, you know, your typical old haunted building. Well, I mean, to Clay, all of that's freaky. Yeah, all of that's scary. But, uh, I hate you both. So there's also okay. some... Go have fun with the bear. This is where the uh, disembodied appendages come in. So there's some Civil War spirits. <laughs> there are ghost amputee soldiers walking around aimlessly. Some people have seen a soldier standing in the lobby, holding his missing arm, begging for people to help him find a surgeon. Okay, that's... Yeah, that would scare the shit out of me. That's apparently like, been seen multiple times. It wouldn't even be the ghost, right? It'd just be the fact that he's holding his own arm. Like, it's gotta be a gruesome scene. Another slightly, possibly, maybe, demonish thing? A lot of people complain about the odor of rotting flesh throughout the building. So, specifically, rooms 214, 314, and 414... Apparently, after some of the renovations from 1999, those rooms started to give off bad vibes and strong smells. And apparently the only way that the staff could get rid of these bad vibes and strong smells was through prayer and blessing and playing a lot of gospel music in these rooms. So no two chains. No two chains. Two chains. <laughs> so, uh, don't stay in 214, 314, or 414. Uh, also, during some of the renovations, they uh, found a bunch of bones under some of the floorboards, Not and they chicken. actually called the police I'm and roped it, it off as a crime scene. Not chicken bones? No, they were human bones. Uh, uh, roped the area off as a crime scene, sent the bones off to a lab, and... The lab people were like, yeah, these are from the Civil War. It's not really a crime scene. You can continue with your business. So. And welcome to our tour. I don't if you know look if over they... there in the corner, that's where we found several dead humans from the Civil War. Yeah, well, I think they were the amputee body parts. Probably. Like legs and arms. Yeah, they didn't really have any like, great regulations. Because it was near where, they, near where they knew the surgery room was. So they think instead of, you know hollowing them out, they just kind of chucked them in the corner and covered yeah, them Yeah, they didn't have the sanitary. They didn't know that dig that a hole, <laughs> Dig a hole, toss them in there, get a nice area rug, it'll tie the room together. <laughs> and, uh, that's kind of stayed. I mean, that's, that pretty much sums up all of the ghost stuff. Yeah, I don't... I, I might I'm be good. With, I might be with Clay on this one. I may not want to go. I'll, I'll, take, want, I'll take room 414, please. I don't want um, the back of my neck to be bitten. I already have enough of neck issues. <laughs> we've, we've covered this in today's episode, but... But that's kind of like how, like, most of these hauntings in Savannah are I feel like based most off of that of because, I mean, Savannah, would be residual yeah, haunting. Very, like seeing a ghost walking down the hallway. Absolutely. Like, very turbulent history See, with Savannah. A lot of ups, a lot, a lot of downs, downs yeah. a lot of strife, a lot of war. And the, that's just a breeding ground for a lot of these the hauntings. Built, oh, I did the math on it earlier. This, the it thing down. about this haunting, while she's looking that up, um, like, seeing things... seventy years old. Seeing these things and, like, the noises and, like, seeing, like, like, I wouldn't by. mind that, staying in a hotel. Man, I've seen it. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. A lot of these ghosts are just kind of friendly. Like, they're just there. 
Like, there's nothing, I mean, aside yeah, I from... I mean, on their website, yeah. they advertise them as yeah, friendly I mean, for, ghosts. For the most part, so. I mean, like, anybody can get freaked out about, you know, anything. You well, know, I mean, that's other scary. than a creepy child yeah. possibly yeah. hiding See, you, that's the thing. Listen, if it's a bunch of 50-year-old dudes and chicks that, you know, died in, I like, mean, but a, a lot of this, poker accident... You know, we vibing with those kind of ghosts. The second they start going under like 11 Absolutely. years old, I don't want to mess with those babies, because you do make a good point. Name the freakiest ghosts and, and movies kids. and shit. It's always kids. It's always children. Yeah, always like children. the sixth sense. I mean, children are scary anyway. Yeah, they're... They eat all your food and they're dumb. Yeah, they just spaz out too. They're I was dumb. I'm a dumb. I was a dumb child. I'm still a dumb child and I scare myself. I don't want to deal with something that's not alive. Absolutely. A, a scary child that you can't even see. Either. But I think a lot, for the most part, like, that's how a lot of these ghosts in Savannah, like, these hauntings yeah. It's happen. just such a long history. Yeah. Like, you're going to get those and just it's, meandering, chilling, hanging out ghosts. I haven't been inside the Marshall House. I mean, I've walked it, past it hundreds of times downtown. And it's just kind of like one of those... It's a cool building. It's a very iconic building. Yeah, I, I've... I've never been in, like, well, I've been to Savannah a few times, but I've definitely, like, seen the building, not knowing really what it was about, and it was sick. Yeah. I wanted to check it out. A lot of people... I'm down to check it, it out. Very... Where is the demon child? Yeah. I could not... I did not get Left a Left wing, number. right wing... I don't think there's any wings. It's like a rectangle. Yeah, it's... Just... Left side, yeah. right side, <laughs> we need to figure it out. Long side, the short side. Because listen, if, if somebody knows where this demon child resides in the Marshall it, House, please let us know. Put it to you this way. If it's on the fourth floor on the very left side of the building, I am on the second floor on the very right side of the building. Far away from the demon child. Put me in the typewriter the house. Put me in the typewriter room. The Florida House. That's, no, where, the the smell, that's where the smell is. No, that's where the smell is. No, the Florida house. There are live people in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to the Florida house where there's live people that will fuck with me. I, I would much rather take my chances with Demon Child than Florida Man. But yeah, I mean, like the Marshall House is a very cool building. Uh, it's very iconic. It's a kind of a unique architecture from. The it looks very New Orleans. Yeah, city. that's what I was gonna say. The balcony, very, very bourbon. The green balcony. Well, Savannah is, can be very New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're although they're getting like super commercial right now. Time. Yeah, it's Savannah's a, going major commercial. It's a, it's a big, it's it's booming. Well, Georgia just has so much more going for it than yeah. Louisiana does. Yeah, like absolutely. they've got to keep up with yeah. everything that's going on here. Yeah. Well, it's always kind of weird too. Like. uh... If you look at, like, flood zone cities, right? New Orleans, Savannah. They all have the same vibe. Yep. I don't know if it's Lay just, back like, I don't know if one person way back in the day went, you know what? This isn't a flood zone. Let's make it look like this. And everybody was like, you know what? Boom. Idea. Good. <laughs> well, it was make probably it they built all those buildings, and then those buildings they built withstood some of those floods and mm-hmm. hurricanes they got. And they were like, you know what? This architecture works. Yeah. Don't change and it. They, they, because they, if you tear it down and build a new house, that new house is going to get washed away. Keep it the way it is. It works. Because, like, you, I don't know if you I mean River Street's way below the rest of the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that, where, you know, you have River Street in the, you know, it's called the Yamacraw Bluff. The, yeah, but I mean, one good storm in all of Savannah's But underwater. that's where the original, I think that's the original, where the original, like, ships were coming in. And just over time, it kind of, like, you know, they did that for flooding. You know, they built the city high up because yeah. they knew... Well, it was America's first planned city. Yeah. So, like, they, they sat down and they and created they did the grid system. a plan and they they blocked it off and made But if you walk streets. through, you know, Savannah, it has a very diverse architecture. There's, you know, Spanish influence. There's definitely colonial influence. There's that kind of New Orleans-esque, you know, influence. There's a lot of different types of architecture there. Right. We're going to pick up all that. Okay, one second. Where are the ping pong balls? I think they're all broken. We're almost yeah. done. Where do we have like that box? They're out. Check, uh, check in the, the drunk drawer. Or they're not, they're not in the drunk The drunk drawer. Oh, the closet? Like the, Check uh, the, the, yeah, where we keep the Swiffer and stuff. There might be some in there. If not, we're going to have to pick some up. But I think Larry's got some. We're out. Well, we're going we're gonna to have gonna, music in the background now. It's going to be a shorter episode, I think, but... We'll be fine. No, nah, there's a lot of cut. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's but a you, lot of cut. But 
yeah, Savannah has like just a very diverse history because there's a lot of, you know, with the merchants and all that stuff. So absolutely, you know, Savannah has that, that diverse haunting. Yeah. You, know, you got the creepy shit. You got the, well, and like you said, when we talked shit. about, when we talked about our ghosts, like stories and stuff, and you were talking about Savannah, like you said, you can see them in like the fucking middle of the day. Well, and, and that's, that's very legitimate because I haven't been to Savannah a lot only been like two or three times in my life and even i've seen them in the middle of the day like savannah is just so haunted in so many different ways that i mean you're bound to run into your like you know there's probably a stripper ghost like there's probably (laughs) ghosts of all you got all all the you know like the pirate hangouts and stuff yeah and but then you get the demon child so it's you know it just comes with the savannah has a very very dark history. If you really look into it, some of the some of the stuff that they went gone down some there. Really rough times. Let us know in the comments if you want us to do like a vlog of us doing like a haunted tour, like not one of the cheesy. No, 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 no. Ones, you gotta like find a legitimate like, haunted tour of Savannah. Like I, because if you want us to do that, we'll figure out a way to do it. I Clay remember, there, but the rest of us will. Clay, we'll give Clay back to the bear. I'm sure the bear and him can you know play part cheesy or something for a weekend. <laughs> I remember grab a beer. when I first. <laughs> nice plug <laughs> nice plug but Very I remember when I first uh, when I first like moved to Savannah and did all like the touristy stuff like the tours and that sort of thing I remember I was on a trolleys are big in Savannah if you've ever been to there you'll see them all over the streets and stuff but I remember I was sitting there and we were drove drove, uh, drove by this house and there was a bunch of broken broken bottles surrounding the house like on one wall and the tour guide was like, if you're wondering why, you know, they didn't recycle those, because then they were broken. They were like, back in the day, that's how they ward, that was a reason, that's a method of warding off, like, demonic spirits. And they said, like, that house is, like, one of the most haunted houses in Savannah. I mean, every house in Savannah is pretty much haunted if you, you know, kind of... You can't even, really escape it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you're on some sort of plot of land that was occupied... Oh, you just built the house haunted. Yeah, I mean they 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 put the that in. when you sign right. your house in the fine print when you close on your house it's like you may move out in a year you might or so. Want ghost insurance, <laughs> but I mean you insurance. you Say kind that, of does Geico. Offer <laughs> Geico, you should probably offer haunting insur- insurance. Yeah, imagine uh, imagine Jake from State Farm getting that call at two a.m. I'm but being yeah, haunted I mean, you, by a that's cold just thing. that's just how Savannah is. I mean, I I can't I sound like a damn broken record saying it, but I mean... No, it's legitimate. Like I said, I haven't been there that often, but I've definitely seen some, like, really paranormal shit in Savannah in even my few times. And I've never really been in downtown Savannah at night. That I mean, that just goes to show. I mean, you aside from the drunk people that are just entertaining as hell, I mean, you might run it. I would just like to walk around down there at, like, four in the morning. Right on the the nipple. There's... (laughs) You you see you see I talk about Savannah being diverse. You see a very diverse crowd. You see the drunk people. You see the ghosts out and about. You see the affluent people. You've got everything from rich people people to poor people to dead people. Yeah, it's a legitimate, and you can see it every uh, in one day. You just you know experience it all. You see it on one corner. Savannah Savannah is for anybody that's never been to Savannah. I fully recommend it. Don't. Even, even, if if even if you don't like ghosts. Yeah, go. It's an amazing... Still a cool place. It's amazing food city. is phenomenal. There's some world-famous restaurants there. The, the beer's popping. The, the beer's popping. We got... The build, The scenery's gorgeous. You got the Spanish moss. If you're a, bre- a beach person... Don't touch the Spanish moss. No, no, don't... PSA. To anyone who's never experienced Spanish moss, yeah. do not touch because it. They, you will get shiggers. Yeah. Side note, they used to stuff that in pillows and mattresses, you know... For padding, and that's you know term bed bugs. It was that's shakers. where that's yeah. where it came from because they that don't sh- touch it. it. Spanish moss is is not yeah. It is a hot spot for creepy crawly little things. But yeah, I mean that's you know a little gist of like some of the like Savannah's more haunted locations. Um, good luck getting a room there because I mean they're pretty much booked. But yeah, I encourage you to visit Savannah. I'm Fully do very. Sp- big spokesperson for <laughs> her I'll my home city. That. I'll mirror that. I'm a big spokesperson. Well, we appreciate everyone tuning in for 
the most recent episode. Uh, this one was definitely an interesting one. We're out of our element in a different room of our, our house that we're recording in. There's a lot going on in the background. There's you music. You can probably hear the music. People are coming in and out of our door. Um, we're all... It's a, it's a Friday. It's a Friday. I'm it. It's a Friday. We're all in good moods. We're all a little bit wacky. Um, so we've had fun. We so hope enjoy, you guys enjoy listening. We appreciate all the support, the feedback. Interact with us on social media. Um, I don't know if we'll have another poll, but... I will go ahead and say it before we sign off. Mike, I think you swept the polls. I did. I swept the polls. Swept them. But congratulations. And until next time, guys. Cheers.